you know, this is the first time we've really done a full-out love story, so I wanted to have the love theme be something very, very emotional and very poetic and, you know, and have something that was very strong to help uh, push the idea of a love story. But I, you know, I also just wanted something beautiful. It was a chance to get, you know, a really beautiful love theme into the series. In earlier film, at least, uh, love stories may have been more idealistic. We can now have passionate scenes of, with, with, that are very explicit physically. But in earlier decades, all of that had to be imagined. So I think the, the task and opportunity for the musician might have been to provide the erotic aspects that couldn't be shown. I think George had those things on his mind when he described to me the need for a love theme that was like the great love stories of the films of earlier times. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 464, Top Attack of the Clones Tracks. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Django Fett to my Obi-Wan Kenobi, we've got Carl LeClaire. <laughs> oh, what, what, a, what a duo right there. I think things are about to get pretty tense, Jason. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, I was about to say, always a pleasure to be a Jedi, but that's your line. (laughs) Well, I was just going to ask you, do you like your army? I look forward to seeing them in action. They'll do their job well. I guarantee that. Thank you for your time, Jenga. Always a pleasure to meet a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Jason, we are officially kicking off Attack of the Clones Month. The next five episodes of Wampus Lair are going to be dedicated to all things Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Um, and for our first episode of our Attack of the Clones celebration, we are going to look at the soundtrack release of Attack of the Clones, talk about our favorite tracks off the album. And Jason, this coming weekend, so April 23rd of 2002, was when this album dropped 20 years ago. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. And it's crazy to think that this movie is going to be 20 years old in just a few weeks. I know it's so crazy, but, but because of, because of that craziness and because of our love of this movie, that is why we are celebrating for the next month by focusing on nothing but attack of the clones. Uh, so like I said, we are going to talk about the soundtrack this week. Next week, we have a, a friend of ours, a good special guest to join us as we review the attack of the clones novel by R.A. Salvatore, which by the way, if you've not read this in a while or never read it, it's really good. Um, so super excited to talk about that next week, Jason. And then we'll just dive into the movie itself for the following few weeks, uh, getting real deep on Attack of the Clones. I'm super excited, Jason. Uh, you really had to, like, you know, pull my arm to to get me to, to do this, Carl. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want everybody to know that I really, really put up a fight against this uh because that no i can't i can't even say that with a straight face carl 
<laughs> you put up as good of a fight as the Tuscans did against Anakin. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> that's dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, which was none at all. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, so super, super excited to to dive into all things Attack of the Clones. And Jason, as we record this today, uh, it is Hayden Christensen's 41st birthday. And did you see that he was quoted, and I believe it was Entertainment Weekly today, that he shared that he just binge-watched the entire Clone Wars and Rebels series to get a better sense of what they did with Anakin's character so that he could prep for Kenobi. That's amazing. Yeah, oh, so, I love Hayden. I, I love Hayden even more now. <laughs> so I'm sure he did it a while ago because they're obviously done filming Kenobi. It comes out in less than a month. Uh, right. Well, just over a month. Um, but yeah, so that that's just really cool. He, and he, and he, he didn't say much. He just said that he watched them all and he was really impressed with what they did with the characters and the character relationships. Um but that Jason, like again, not to we don't have to dwell on this long, but it just makes me curious that it, the fact that he also watched Rebels makes me think we might get a Hayden appearance in Ahsoka as well, the the Ahsoka show. Uh, it's possible. Um, it's definitely possible because you know there's there's a lot of room for you know Force ghosts or flashbacks uh, in in that series. Well, in Kenobi or Ahsoka. Um, so yeah, isn't definitely possible, uh, and I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed because the more we get Hayden Christensen back in Star Wars, the happier I will be. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I am so excited. Um, but Jason, before we dive into uh, our our particular tracks that we're going to be talking about, and I and I like we were saying <laughs> we were talking about this before we hit record, but. We, we know each other pretty well, Jason, and I think there's going to be some overlap in the episode. Um, but yeah. I also know that there will be definitely some uh, some differing tracks as well, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I was going to ask you, do you remember getting the score? Like, do you remember getting the CD when it came out nearly 20 years ago? And, uh, and, and did you get I it right do. away? Okay. Yeah, I did get it. I, I got it pretty early on because by that time I was already listening to Star Wars music. I had been turned on to the the soundtracks by friends a year or two earlier, so I'd uh, I definitely got it early on. Uh, it it didn't make as big of a mark in my rotation as Phantom Menace did or Return of the Jedi did, uh, but it definitely had a couple tracks in there that. I, I played a lot. Um, so, which is funny because some of those, my most listened to track, not any of those anymore. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It makes sense though. It's 20. That was 20 years ago. Yes, it was. So, it, but yeah, I do remember. Did you, do you remember getting it? Oh, sure do. Yeah. And, and, I, I want to say I got it the day it came out because I know I got Phantom Menaces the day it came out, which also was, you know, a few weeks before the movie. Um, and, uh, and similar to you, Jason, I, I know I really liked it, um, but it, it 
did not frequent my rotation the way that the Phantom Menace score was doing or Empire and Jedi. Um, because again, at that, at that point in 2002, we had the, you know, the, the double disc CD sets for the special editions of the originals. Um, right. so those were still very heavily in my rotation with a lot of Phantom Menace. I mean, I know when this came out, I definitely listened to it a bunch, but it kind of got shuffled towards the back end after a couple yeah. of weeks. And, and again, that's not to say that I didn't like it. I just loved the other one so much. Um, and, uh, but like you said, Jason, there's, there's several tracks on this score that I, I really love. And, um, I've come to love them more over the years as well. Uh, and you know, you and I both have been bemoaning this for years now. You know, we love how remember they finally did a Phantom Menace double CD, you know, all this, all the music in sequential order, like they had done with the special editions. And we were hoping mm-hmm. and praying we'd get that for the the other two prequels, and they never did it, which stinks nope. because Attack of the Clones has so much good music in it that isn't on this particular album release. And again, years ago, you and I were fortunate enough, and I, it, it was so long ago, I don't remember who it was that sent us these, um, and I feel bad that I can't remember, but... Um, Somebody sent us like essentially complete scores for episodes two and three. There are definitely still a few little pieces missing, but overall we have all of those scores too. And, and that's the thing is there's so much good music in attack of the clones that's not on this particular album release, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. That, that is the unfortunate thing. Um, and you know, it's even more disappointing, uh, that they never did it for attack of the clones or revenge of the Sith because, you know, in the last year, we've gotten the deluxe complete version uh, of both the solo and Rogue One scores, you know, uh, like within the last year. So it's like, so so when are you going to do the other ones? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know. But um, be that as it may, this soundtrack from April 23rd, 2002 is still pretty rocking. Um, yes, it is. Uh, so let's, let's get right into it, Jason, and, um, and talk some of our favorite tracks. I believe last week you started things on the conversation end. So I'm going to, I'm going to give us our first track, if that's cool with you. Go for it. And I am going to go to the track Return to Tatooine, uh, which I believe, yep, is track 10 from the score. So, um, I just, uh, I love the way this, this particular piece begins it has a very Phantom menace feel to me because, again, we're, we're mm-hmm. back in Moss Espa. Uh, the, John Williams is kind of giving us a very similar musical language to some of the stuff that was in Phantom Menace. And it has this kind of air of uh, of innocence, right? Like you and I have for years, Jason, talked about, you know, one of our favorite aspects of Phantom Menace is that it's this very innocent film. So in this track, Return to Tatooine, it kind of opens with this this sense of innocence, even though like in the story at this point, we know Anakin's going there because his mother's in danger. Um, but when we go back there, I don't know, it's almost almost like the music is setting us up for, you know, Anakin. He, he's very comfortable being back on Tatooine. We as an audience, it's like this is a place we've been several times now. So there's something that's meant to make you feel a little bit settled uh, in this track. Um, but that doesn't last long. Um, and as we move forward a little bit into the track, uh, we get this really, um, kind of beautiful statement of what I would just call like melancholy music, which sounds like this. And this is, this is Anakin learning about what happened to his mother and trying to decide what to do. You know, Klieg is pretty adamant. 
she's dead. You got to learn to let it go, but Anakin can't let it go. And what's interesting to note, Jason, is this particular musical cue right here is also used in Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. It's used during the scene when um, Zori and Poe are talking on the roof of the building, and Poe is kind of lamenting that no one has come to the aid of the First Order, or excuse me, not the First Order, the Resistance. So, you know, John Williams kind of uses these notes to to kind of hint at this this sense of melancholy. Um, mm-hmm. of, of these characters somewhat in hopeless situations. And yet, like even in this state of hopelessness, they still, they still hold out hope. Um, so I think that's kind of what's going on here um, in this particular moment in, in the attack of the clone score. So it's it, it, right. Music is about giving us the, the emotion of something. And, and, and I think this is the emotion of Anakin, which is, there's this sense of hopelessness and yet uh, he's I think the biggest thing he's worried about is that he's too late and that he's he's not enough. Um, and while this is not an episode nine piece at all, I just I've always been going back. I'm like, why is he using this music at this moment in episode nine? But I finally like kind of I think I finally understand, which is just that uh, Poe in that moment is feeling somewhat similar to Anakin in the sense of like. I don't know if we're enough. I don't know if we've got what it takes to win this, but yet he still really wants to hold on to hope. Um, so I, I just think it was neat that it, it bounces back in, in the uh, episode nine score. Um, and then yeah. the, uh, the only other uh, quick thing I want to point out from this track is um, it's, there's not, there's not a ton of the force theme in, in episode two, but uh, is, is Anakin, you know, says goodbye to Padme, tells her to stay. We get this kind of, you know, big statement of the Force theme. Is he, you know, stay here. I won't be long. And I just, I like how John Williams puts that in there uh, because it's, I think, as Anakin sets out to look for his mother, the Force goes with him because uh, he's going to need the help of the Force. And then, as you can hear here in the background, it goes into Duel of the Fates. Uh, and I really like that because Duel of the Fates in Episode 1 is is meant to be this big kind of like good versus evil piece of music. And I think the reason John Williams is using it here is this quest Anakin is going on. Uh, the decisions he makes on this quest are going to have some big impacts for the galaxy at large. Uh, so yeah. it's just this, it's just, you know, this great sweeping, uh, track that, you know, it just, it takes us on this roller coaster of emotion in just a matter of five minutes, you know, where things seem good and comfortable and we're happy. And then it's like, Oh no, this is hopeless. And Oh my God, the fate of the galaxy hangs in the balance. <laughs> so it's a lot going on and, and I love it. It's a great track. Um, it almost made it onto my list. Like uh, I, I bumped it off my list at the last minute, uh, and primarily because of the the last portion of this track. You know, as he, you know, the, the sort of trepidation music that you were talking about that goes into the force theme that goes into Duel of the Fates is a really great, uh, you know piece of music as it transitions through and john williams does a lot of that with the attack of the clones is he transitions 
through one thing to another, as we'll probably see uh, several times in this uh, in our in our list tonight. Um, but yeah, it's a great track. Almost made my list. Uh, I do like the the version of Duel of Fates here. Um, it makes you think that you know the Duel of Fates might be in terms of Attack of the Clones, Duel for the Fate of Anakin's Soul. Mm. Ooh, I love that, Jason. And, That's a great point. Yeah. And uh, we know that uh, events are set in motion that lose that soul, at least temporarily, mm-hmm. uh, in this movie. So, yeah. Great piece. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like like love that analysis of yours too. So, um, but uh, but that said, what is uh, what's the first track you want to highlight? Uh, the first track I'm going to highlight is the actually the title track, but it's because the title track um, mm. and and the the uh, Attack of the Clones uh, soundtrack is is has music that's all out of order and and cut out of interesting places. Um, but after the the title track and they you know. You spiral down towards Coruscant. It Actually, flows s- into. Sorry, Jason, but you spiral up. This is the one movie you get to spiral up. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, sorry you to be spiral up, yeah. up into Coruscant. No, you're right. You're right. I I, I said that wrong. You spiral up into Coruscant. Um, <laughs> but uh, it then transitions into one of my favorite uh, light motifs from this entire movie. And that's sort of the mystery theme that we get. That really hammers it when we go to Camino. Yeah. And this theme is everywhere on Obi-Wan's uh, investigation and particularly while he's on Camino, and so much so that they brought it back in uh, Bad Batch mm-hmm. when we went to Camino. Um at least once, maybe couple a couple of, of times, uh, which was amazing. So, and I love this scene because while you can obviously, you know, it, it's the the ratcheting up of sort of intrigue and mystery. You can also as it plays over Camino, hear the waves rolling back and forth and crashing against each other and crashing against the city and, you know, hear the, the bolts of lightning and the clashes of thunder, you know, in the music itself. It's just a very fantastic bit of atmospheric music that I just, it, I, I fall in love with. So that's why it's, it's on my list here. I'm so glad you brought it in, Jason, because I also love that motif so much. And I, the only reason I didn't pick this track is because it's in the opening track. But, uh, you know, you, just, you fast forward past that first minute 10 and you get right into yep. this. And, and like you said, I mean, this, this particular soundtrack release, they've, they've cut and pasted things all over the place. Like this music is definitely not ambush on Coruscant. This is not the music from the beginning of the movie. Um, no, but, uh, but like you said, I mean, this, this, this little like leitmotif is, 
you know, it's the theme of mystery that kind of undergirds all of Detective Kenobi's search. <laughs> um, and, you know, for the same reasons, I love how beautifully it just those those crashing symbols elicit the sense of the waves of Kamino and which is obviously why they they brought it back a couple of times in Bad Batch. Um, cause it's, it, I think it just kind of inadvertently became the Camino theme music, you know? And there's a good reason why, because it sounds like Camino. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really does. Um, but no, I'm so glad you, I, I almost put it on my list just cause it's like, I, I mean, I love that motif so, so, so much, but I was also confident you might get it in there. So I'm so glad you did Jason. <laughs> See, here we are. We're just covering each other's backs already. Indeed. And we're only on number five. <laughs> <sighs> What's your number four, Carl? Uh, well, my next one, I have a strong feeling that this will be on yours as well. Um, but it's Confrontation with Count Dooku um, from the end of the score. And uh, I don't count the finale because just like the in- you know the Star Wars intro theme is it's is not really unique to Attack of the Clones, neither is the finale. Um, but I love just the way this track begins. Play it one more time. This kind of sweeping strings in a choir makes me just think of a Greek choir. You know, it's, it's calling our attention to something big going on. We get this determined statement of the Force theme, you know, as is almost like the, I don't know, it just it makes me feel like, ugh. As the Jedi are kind of drawn into this clone war, there is this sense of determination that they're going to do it. Um, the sad thing is, is they shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> right. Um, but the, the particular parts of the, the track that I love the most, Jason, it starts at the minute and 14 second mark. And it's it's the music that plays when uh, Lord Tyrannus returns to Papa Palpatine. I have good news for you, my lord. The war has begun. Excellent. Everything is going as planned. We started a little early, but that's okay. But yeah. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I just absolutely love that that single soprano singer. I think that's a soprano um, singer. And, and, you know, it, it immediately makes me think of that, that siren call of the single soprano vocal note as they approach Cloud City and Empire Strikes Back, right? John Williams said, like, I put that yeah. in there to be the siren call. And this is kind of the siren's call of our, of our villains kind of meeting in secret. There's something so secretive about it um, as they kind of really start to formulate their plot about, you know, what they're going to do. Um, so that's, that's the particular part of this track. I love the most is just, there's something, you know, quite beautiful in, in that moment of music, even though what's going on is quite sinister and, and maybe that's what it's eliciting the sense of there's something very alluring about it, uh, is the, is, as these two evil beings kind of plot their, you know, overthrow of the Republic, there is something that's going to allure the whole galaxy into this conflict. Um, yeah. And, you know, as, as the track goes on a little bit further, 
Um, we of course get a statement of the Imperial March. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna stop you right there, Carl. please. Yeah, because because this track is also my number four. Excellent. Um, and it is because of the part you're about to talk into uh, talk about. So let, let me just address your the the beginning part of this track, and then I'll we'll get into the the second part of it here. Sure. Um, I love this. I, I love just the you know the the sweeping strings as we come in the force theme this beautiful siren call that happens during uh a a a clandestine meeting of the sith of all things it's it's gorgeous it's beautiful but it's deadly and it will kill you it will kill us all if we're not careful um but it's it's just fantastic the way that john williams weaves it all together um However, you know, we we skip into my favorite section of music from the film itself uh, at about the two minute twenty four second march uh, mark as we begin the Clone Wars uh, with the yeah the clone armies assembling. Surveying his armies. Yep. And then, of course, it cuts into my favorite rendition of Across the Stars for the the wedding of Anakin and Padme. But go ahead and just pause it right there for a second because one point I, I want to make about the Imperial March in this is that that music is only for us, the audience, to tell us what's going to happen down the road. Because, uh, you know, let's, let's face it, uh, the Imperial March is one of the most iconic pieces of music in all of film uh it is well known and throughout pop culture it is the bad guys theme it's darth vader's theme excuse me Mm -hmm. um and so as we're seeing the supposed good guy army assemble we get this version of the imperial march which sounds upbeat and militaristic and you know, almost triumphant or patriotic, but then you're like, wait a minute, why is it the Imperial March? Well, we know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no. I, I I do like to point out that that is purely for us, the audience. Nobody in the movie can even get an idea of what that's going to be. Well, maybe Bail Organa, um, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's yeah. that's one of those things. But um, did you want to say anything about that before we go into that just brief bit of across the stars that we get at the end? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm just going to kind of echo what you said, which is 
um, you know, that statement of the Imperial March is is the these forces are marshalling to go off into the Clone War. Um, it's very indicative what what John Williams is telling us. I mean, it's it's not subtle at all. It's very on the nose, but at the same time, uh, it's just very clear that this war is what's what's going to come out of the ashes of this war is the Empire. That that's where this is now going. You know, because of the Clone War, because of this marshalling of troops and sending them off to battle under Palpatine's rule, this is the seeds of the Empire. Um, and yeah. yeah, you know, and, and I don't know if this is going to come up in something you say later, but I'm just going to put it in here cause I think it makes sense and you can expound on it more later if it comes up. But I think that's why when, you know, Obi-Wan is, gets to see the clone troopers for the first time on Camino kind of marching in formation, we get the trade federation theme from episode one, because again, this is the, that's the new Imperial March of the prequel trilogy. And again, it's John Williams pointing out the fact that like, this is, this is supposed to be the Republic's army and yet it's the villain's music, right? So it, it's set yeah. up all throughout the story that this clone army, the, the, the language of the music is always indicating that they will become the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very funny thing that he does, you know, unless it's like in the middle of a battle, uh, but he doesn't – John Williams doesn't really even give the clones a theme at all right. for the prequels. Yep. Uh, he uses – you know, as you said, he uses the villains' themes to kind of help describe them when they need you know, something like that. So it's very interesting. It's an interesting choice and I, I like it. Yep. I do too. I do too. Um, yeah, obviously – we obviously get a clone theme. Um, from Kevin Kiner and Clone Wars, which is also very cool. Um, yes. But yeah, but Williams Williams never goes into it because uh, I think in the context of the movies they're in, they're really only there to kind of indicate that they are the seeds of the Empire. Um, right. So I think that's what John Williams was doing. But um, anyway, as as the Imperial March kind of kind of builds into this crescendo, it crescendos into, of course, our our love theme. Am I speaking about this first or are you? <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. I'm just kind of lost in the music at this point. <laughs> As well, I said, this is my favorite section of music in the film itself. If yeah. I'm watching the movie, like I make sure to have the speakers up when I get to this point because I, I love getting lost in the music at this point in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, and uh, – I mean, obviously I'll have a little bit more to say about the love theme from this movie a little later. Uh, but, uh, I think I, I, I mean, I really love the way he's using it here. Um, as kind of uh, the way it's juxtaposed with the, the Imperial March. I mean, the Imperial March literally bleeds into this theme, which you wouldn't expect. You wouldn't expect this militaristic March of the empire to then segue into this, you know, kind of romantic sweeping piece of, of love music. Um, but to me, it's, it, it, again, like what John Williams is giving us in this kind of like these final closing moments is 
his summation of where the story is going, that ultimately the empire is going to come out of this clone war. And the thing that will fix the empire is the love of Anakin and Padme. And that's literally going to be personified in Luke and Leia. Right. So even though this war is starting, there is this secret love story that in a weird way is going to be what saves the galaxy. If it isn't for Luke and Leia, you know, the way that the original trilogy goes, if it's if it's not for Luke and Leia, the Empire probably wins. So, again, yep. the, this movie, while it ends in kind of the 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 tragedy of the Clone War, the final statement is the statement of love that these two people coming together, that Anakin and Padme's love for each other is going to be what will fix the broken galaxy. Um, and it's a very kind of big, triumphant statement of their theme because it's the the fruits of their love that will ultimately bring balance to the galaxy yeah and once again i want to point out that john williams you know he does it a lot in the other movies but in attack of the clones it almost seems like it's an art the way he's weaving these themes in and out of each other you know uh, he goes from the big bombastic almost you know very militaristic parade version of the imperial march into the biggest most epic statement of across the stars that is in any of the films uh and it's seamless you know so i i just think you know he's done a very good job with you know with that weaving uh in these tracks uh and we've only <laughs> we've only done Five and four, Carl. We've got more to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'll I'll keep the party going then, Jason. Um, Excellent. And kind of following off of uh, across the stars, I'm going to take us to a kind of a romantic piece off the score, and uh, it's the uh, the eighth track off this uh, off the album, the Meadow Picnic. Um, love the way this track opens. It's so beautiful. There's something what it elicits for me is this sense of like we're in heaven, we're in paradise, right? And I think that was the whole point of the middle act of the movie for Anakin and Padme stories is they're often Eden. They're in this paradise-like setting where they can be just totally free and comfortable and allow you know which allows them to fall in love. Um so yeah, the way this track just opens, there's something very playful, sweet about it. Um, as they can finally find some rest in peace. And, you know, I mean, you have, it's, it's very harp driven. It's very, you've got these like really beautiful chime bells. Um, so yeah, it, it's really given us this sense that these two are in a place where they can now fall in love. Um, and I want to just move forward a tiny bit here. Well, actually it's here, right here. You get these notes that rock back and forth. You know, it's it's uh, I really like that because it's like as those notes kind of rock back and forth, they kind of just keep coming back into each other. And to me, it's John Williams is kind of playfully using the music to say, you know, there's this there's this and, you know, this this is actually happening during the Meadow Picnic where they're they're kind of playing off each other. There's like this weird flirting game, which, yes, it's not very well written, I will say, but 
dialogue wise. But what John Williams is trying to get at is, is there's this playfulness kind of they're you know, they're hitting the ball back and forth at each other, but they keep coming back to each other. So there's something in this music that's just it's drawing Anakin and Padme as much as they're trying to deflect how they're feeling about one another. They keep just getting drawn back into each other. And that's what you're kind of getting with these rocking notes that keep coming back together. Um, and uh, I just think it's just brilliant John Williams storytelling again. Uh, and Jason, we get another, uh, oops, here we go. Very playful statement of the love theme. As Anakin, of course, is riding on the back of a big zit alien. (laughs) (laughs) What are they called again, Jason? (laughs) Shacks. Shacks. That's right. Um, but, uh, yeah, but you know, so I remember back when David W. Collins was doing the Star Wars Oxygen show, he he did a few episodes where he, you know, he tracked all the themes through movies and, you know, Empire Strikes Back had the most consistent statements of a theme with the Imperial March. But second only to that was the love theme from um, Attack of the Clones in Attack of the Clones. So, again, you get all these different versions of it being played. And this one, you know, we were obviously just, you know, your favorite one is from the end of the movie. It's kind of this big triumphant statement. But right here we get kind of, a, you know, this joyful kind of playful element of of their love theme. Um, but the last thing I'm going to hit on in the track, because, again, I think this track, even though <laughs> where it goes next isn't sequential in the movie. But if John Williams is composing this to be part of an album track um, and, and for the purpose of telling a story, the music then kind of goes into these minor notes. You kind of get this hint of the mystery theme, right? Um, but there, there's something amiss. There's something lurking in the background. And I think the way that this is just so be- brilliantly storytelling is, again, the track opens with this innocent, playful love music of these two people coming together. But the track is ultimately going to end with these minor notes and this mystery. And there's something amiss. There is something ominous that is going to rob them of the, the innocence of their love. Uh, so that's why I really like that whole track in and of itself. It's a, it's a nice little track. It's not one of my favorites, um, but I love that you love it. And <laughs> I, and I do love the, uh, the, you know, version of attack uh, across the stars in this track, because it is so playful and uh, fun. And you can, you can basically, Closing your eyes, listening to that piece of music, you can just picture them like skipping through the wildflowers over the hills, uh, you know, of Naboo. It's <laughs> it paints a picture in your mind, and I think that's part of what this track does. Is it it really just paints with with music a picture of the the emotions and the uh, the underlying. Uh, feelings that are going on between these two characters uh as the scene progresses um it's it's a beautiful piece i think so too (laughs) obviously (laughs) so what what comes up next for you well uh it's not so beautiful but it's a lot of fun um (laughs) we're gonna go uh, all the way back up to the third track of this album zam the assassin and the chase through coruscant which is also i think the longest named track um of anything ever uh and one of the (laughs) longest tracks on any of the scores that is also true clocking Um, 11 minutes but real quick before you dive into it jason i just want to say 
I knew so much, like that's this is a track I enjoy a lot, but I was like, this isn't no way it's gonna be on my list. But I was like, I guarantee it's on Jason's. So like I was oh, yeah. like, I know Meadow Picnic will not be on Jason's. I was like, but I bet you he gets Zem the Assassin. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I didn't pick out any specific moments. I, I forgot to do that with this track. Um so just go ahead and pick a spot. I don't it, it, it there's a lot of fun stuff in this. Um there is, yeah. I mean, there we go. I mean, this is the main crux of it, right? Yeah. This jump right to chaos. Yeah. And it's the only piece of music with an electric guitar in, that John Williams has ever done for Star Wars. Yes. I. That's one of my favorite parts of this, just because it is so unique to, to John Williams, uh, at least with Star Wars. So um, I also am a huge fan of the xylophone work. Uh, in this piece. Uh, but I think part of what I enjoy about this is that it is just so chaotic and intense and high octane from the get go. And it doesn't let up until the speeders crash into the city below. So listen to this, like this, this percussion work too. So cool. Yeah. So cool. I, I don't have a ton to say about this other than it's a ton of fun and I love listening to it. It gets me excited. So. Yeah. I want to see. Do you know where the – I'm trying to see if I can figure out where the electric guitar comes in. I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, unfortunately. Um, I think it's uh, – yeah, I don't know. I don't want to – I'm not going to – Oh, here it is. There it is. <laughs> it's basically like 80 shred guitar, too. <laughs> it definitely makes you move, Jason. Oh, it does. <laughs> I can't sit still when it's on. <laughs> uh, it, it's just... I think the the best way to to describe it is just high octane chaos. Yeah. Uh, because that's what it is. You know, George Lucas loves his cars. He loves things that go fast. That's why the pod race was in The Phantom Menace. That's why the speeder chase is an attack of the clones. And John Williams wrote some music to go with that high octane speed and chaos that George Lucas loves so much. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm really glad you put it in, and I had a, again, I had a feeling you would, because um, it, it is. It's it's a it's a really fun piece of music, and um, and and I like the, how you keep using the word chaotic. <laughs> it really <laughs> is, and I think even like the electric guitar really it really gives you that sensibility too, because it's just. I mean, it's just somebody shredding on a guitar, like an electric guitar. Like it's it's like the mid '80s, and you're in a, yeah. a hair metal band or something. <laughs> The, the thing about the track is that there's so many little elements that sound like and feel like they should be at odds with each other, but come together to make this really kind of cohesive, you know, piece that helps to describe what's happening on on screen in the most perfect way that it can. So, um, yeah, I think that's part of why chaos keeps coming to mind is because there's just a bunch of random elements that shouldn't be in a piece together but are and it works 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that element there I was highlighting with the, you know, just the heavy use of percussion. Um, there's that like whoosh type sound. It just, it, it makes me think of like someone cracking the whip, like get going. We got to capture that, that speeder. Follow that speeder. (laughs) Follow that speeder. Exactly. I mean, someone literally just cracked the whip. That's what that was. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, Jason, I have a sense that you might have the same top two as me. Um, Okay. But uh, my first one is Yoda and the younglings. Do you going to, is that on your list or no? That one is not on my list. I am shocked, but okay. Well, then good. Let me talk about it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad you have it on your list because I want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a brilliant piece. So yeah, track four is Yoda and the Younglings. Another very fun, playful beginning. Um, Clearly, like, I want to hold on to the goodness that was in Phantom Menace, Jason. And I want the music that, that tries to to hold on and preserve that sense of innocence that episode one gave us, because obviously episode two is about all of that eventually getting robbed. Um, so I really, you know, I just like the way that the track kind of begins is, you know, Yoda is training the younglings. There's this sense of uh, simplicity, innocence, uh, lightheartedness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it in general, like whenever I listen to this particular um, song off the soundtrack, it always makes me think of this is what the Jedi are supposed to be. There's some there's something very serene about it. Jedi are meant to be in this kind of serene place where they are connected to the force and it just guides their actions. But that serenity and that simple kind of pure connection to the force is already being disrupted and and obviously it's going to get really disrupted. Um, But I like that this is kind of the ideal. This is where we're supposed to be um, kind of this sense of serenity. Um, But I want to, I want to highlight probably my favorite part of the, the track, which comes just after the two minute mark. And it's the moment after uh, Yoda, of course, asks Liam to shut the shades, please. Liam, the shades. Gather around the map reader, clear your minds, <laughs> and find Master Obi Wan's wayward planet. We will. But I, uh, this, I mean, this is. I'm assuming a children's choir. Um, maybe not. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's to me. It gives at least it gives me the sense of a children's choir. And mm-hmm. again, there's. I mean, if you want, Jason, you know, you could almost contrast this to the the siren call from the end of the the, the soundtrack with you know, confrontation with Count Dooku. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, this is, there's something just so peaceful and heavenly about this, right? There's something so transcendent about this particular piece of music. And I think it works perfectly because the line that kind of comes up right after they close this all down is truly wonderful. The mind of a child is, and I feel like this particular piece of music just kind of captures that sense of, of wonder of a child that, you know, that anything is possible. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just really works for me. Uh, cause it's this short, like three to four minute piece of music that kind of encapsulates. Here's what the Jedi are supposed to be there. The, yeah. the, the, there's this, there's this force of serenity and peace connected to the force. 
and they're you know they provide this sense of wonder at the mystery of the galaxy that's what the jedi are supposed to be um that's what they've been striving to be for much of their existence um and that's obviously again i think attack of the clones does a great job of of setting up lots of really good things just to say they're all doomed (laughs) (laughs) hell yes um that it does it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of music, and I think one of my favorite aspects of it is that it is so closely tied in with Yoda because he mm. is this this grand character that we know. You know, he's this wise old Jedi master. Uh, you know, who survived after the you know the Great Purge. You know, when we met him in the original trilogy, uh, and he's the leader of the Jedi Council that we met in the Phantom Menace. And yet here he is taking time to teach and laugh with children. You know, and it's almost like he feels the most at home in this situation. I feel like if Yoda had his druthers, he would spend. The rest of his life just teaching younglings. Funny you should say that, Jason, because as I'm currently reading E.K. Johnston's Queen's Hope, which has been written after the High Republic, which if any of you aren't familiar with High Republic takes place 200 years before episode one. Every Yoda story from High Republic, which has mostly been done in comics, is Yoda off on adventures with younglings. And in Queen's Hope, there's a scene with Yoda where he's kind of his internal dialogue is essentially he's kind of feeling nostalgic for the days when the order would just let him explore the galaxy with younglings. Um, so you're hitting the nail on the head, Jason. That is exactly what Yoda wants to be doing. He does not want to be running a bureaucratic council, let alone a war council. Exactly. Exactly. This, like, this is the most relaxed and just content that I think we ever see Yoda, period, um, in the films. So, and I love that. I love getting that glimpse into into his life there. And this piece of music really helps to to latch on to that, and you know, give us that sense of of delight and wonder uh, that. You know, the, the delight from Yoda and the wonder from the, the children as they learn and, uh, you know, find Obi-Wan's lost planet. So, right. <laughs> um, well, what's what is next for you? Next for me, uh, this is this is a fun track. Uh, we're going to go to Django's Escape. Uh, one more trip to the rainy platforms of Camino. Uh, the rumble in the rain. <laughs> honestly don't have hardly anything to say about this track except that i love it it's action-packed and it's just one of my favorite it's my favorite action cue from the soundtrack uh so that's why it's it's so high on my list but yeah i i don't have a ton to say other than it it's just about perfect uh so yeah it I had a feeling you might get either this or um, 
uh, bounty hunter's pursuit in there. Uh, and uh, and I'm glad you did because obviously, Jason, you know, for anyone who's been listening to the show for a long time, they know I'm partial to kind of the romantic pieces and you're usually more partial to the action-packed pieces, which is why we are such a great balance. <laughs> um, exactly. So, yeah, I love that you put this on there. I really enjoy it. I think it's a really fun track. Um, it's, it's, you know, again, it's not at the top of my list. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is one of the new action cues. So, um, in case folks aren't aware of this. So when John Williams was scoring episode two, he was also just in the process of scoring the first, I believe the first Harry Potter film, right? That was the first one that, um, was coming out it around was the same either, time. It was, it was either, either the first, the or, the first or the second. Yeah. It, it might've been the second. I think. Okay. But be that as it may, he was he was very busy doing those scores. So he actually that's why we get a lot of reused attack or episode one um, action music in episode two is because John Williams didn't have as much time to compose this score as he has the other ones. Um, but this is one of those unique new um, action cues for this movie. And, you know, in a similar beat, Jason, like you were saying to the, the Zam and the assassin track, it's, it's just, it's high octane. It, it's, yeah, it's full of adventure and action and fun. Yeah. And it's one of the, those, those pieces where, uh, I, I would put on a playlist, and uh, as I'm playing big or little Star Wars to help <laughs> yep. give the the action uh, to to what I was playing. So that was that's definitely one of those those pieces on that battles playlist that I had. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a great piece. I'm like I said, I'm really glad you put it on there. Yeah, me. I love it. It's it's fantastic. But uh, that being said, Carl, uh, I'm pretty sure we both share number one. Yeah, I I I would be pretty confident that we both have across the stars as our number one. <laughs> Am I right? In that? If we didn't, I would be surprised. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So of course, this is my my favorite track off of this soundtrack. Also, I mean, again, uh, across the stars is is one of my top five star Wars pieces. Anyway, anyway, of, of all star Wars music, I, I absolutely love this, this theme. Um, and as I have famously said over the past, Jason, uh, when the Phantom Menace score came, came out, I loved playing with my plastic lightsaber running around to duel the fates. But when this piece came out, for whatever reason, I had way more fun pretending to duel with this. And <laughs> the reason for that is Jason is because I've always been the same emotional kid. I'm, I'm better. I have more mature emotions now. I, I deal with them better as an adult as well. But be that as it may, like this, this is such a romantic, melan, melancholic kind of tragic love piece. And it was like, I'd rather fight to this because I'd rather fight for love and lose it all in the fight for love than, you know, some big bombastic thing like Duel of the Face. That was little Carl and that's still adult Carl. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's Carl is a romantic. Uh, yeah, there yeah. doesn't do me no much way good, around but, that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just right. Like it's it's just this beautiful sweeping piece of music. Uh, you know, it, it's up and down and it's, you know, it's got such a sway to it. There's there's almost this sensibility of it's it's a dance, right? Like love. Mm-hmm. Love is a dance. And, and this is Anakin and Padme's, you know, wedding song, if you will. Um, yeah. And, you know, here we go. Big, big statement of it. Yeah. 
what I like about, obviously, right, Jason, the Across the Stars piece on the soundtrack is, um, of course, a concert suite of it. Um, mm-hmm. But the way it begins, you know, it begins very soft and quiet. There's a, a there's a solo oboe playing on it with light strings in the background. But then it does. It crescendos into the whole orchestra, which to me is, you know, John Williams interpretation of the love story. It's something that is a secret, something that, and that also develops very slowly. Like it's something that they're not really Anakin, but at least for Padme, she's trying to keep her feelings on lockdown. She's trying to keep this in. Um, they're trying to be at least somewhat contained about it, but you know, the, the way passionate love works is it, it usually just tears its way in. And that's, and that's kind of what happens in this music. It's it, the, the track kind of takes us on this motion of, kind of something that's being suppressed into something that just bursts forth. Um, Cause I think that's the nature of, of love. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it is one of those things that, that sort of, like, like you said, it, it builds to just this explosion of passion, um, which is, uh, you know, kind of what we see there uh, on Naboo as they come together and realize they have these feelings, but, my favorite part of the concert suite about uh, of of this piece uh, is the sort of B section oh, okay. that it then goes into. And maybe it's not my favorite, but it is my favorite today. Um, it's my favorite today is the B section as it sort of goes into the trepidation and the the trials that are to come with this love, the testings that are going to come against the passions that are. Yeah. No, that's great, and. and- I was doing a little bit of research quick about this song itself. And yeah, in this B section, I guess it's all played in like the F minor key. So, right, it drops down into a minor key, um, you know, kind of giving you that flavor of, unfortunately, this is a doomed love affair. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, but then it, it, then it rises again out of that to try and, and, and regain the, the goodness. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a I mean it's just such a brilliant <laughs> beautiful piece. It really is. It's gorgeous. Um, Ugh. Yeah, so should we let this should we let it bleed out here for a second Jason this final statement of it? Let it breathe. All right. Not much more to say, Jason. It's just beautiful. <laughs> it really, really is. And here we are, 20 years later, still talking about it. And still loving the heck out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Across the Stars will forever be probably my favorite romantic piece in Star Wars. It. It really is a one of a kind uh, kind of piece. I mean, it, it stands. It still manages to stand alone amongst the other romantic themes in Star Wars uh, in a way that I, I can't quite explain to myself. Um, but it it captivates me sometimes in a way that I don't always expect. 
<laughs> if I'm in the right mood. So, uh, yeah, it, it's absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. And, and uh, it's my favorite romantic theme in Star Wars as well. Amazing. Well, and there you have it, y'all. There are our favorite tracks from the Attack of the Clones score. Um, and, I think there's yeah. like four tracks that we didn't mention. Yeah, I'm actually looking right now. So we did not mention uh, track five, Departing Coruscant, which is a very brief piece anyway. And then the next one, Anakin and Padme, but it's that track is very similar to the Meadow Picnic. Bounty Hunter Pursuit, some somewhat similar to Django's Escape. Um, Tuscan Camp in the Homestead, the only big track we didn't mention. And it's a great piece of music. Absolutely great. It is. I was going between that. I was going back and forth between that and Return to Tatooine. Um, so, yeah, they were that would have been my sixth choice. So, uh, yeah, there, I don't, again, there's not a bad track on this score. It's it's such no. a I mean, it's 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 John Williams Star Wars. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> It it really is. It's it's amazing. So yeah, there's like what five tracks we we didn't hit because a love pledge in the arena we right. didn't mention either. Yes, but yeah, love pledge in the arena. Love pledge actually the love pledge piece is my favorite statement of across the stars in this movie actually, even more than the, oh, nice. the final part of the movie. Yeah, because I, I love it as they're being drawn into the arena and boom, their 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 track is is full out right. Like their love has now yeah. been dragged into the light and. And there's going to be consequences to that, unfortunately. Not just in the immediacy here, but right, like again, it's it's an implication that once this love comes into the, into the the full light, once the secret is out, yeah, there's going to be consequences. Yep. Um, so yeah, Ugh, just such a such a great soundtrack. And and Jason, I can't think of a better way to start our, our Attack of the Clones celebration month than talking the music. I mean, any excuse that we can get to talk Star Wars music, you and I take. So, yes, absolutely. Attack <laughs> of the Clones, music, put it together across the stars. There you go, folks. Yep. That's There we go. That's this episode. <laughs> Damn right. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, you know, like as always, you know, we always want to hear your, you know, whether you want to tell us your, your favorite five songs off the score or even just your favorite particular track off the attack of the clone soundtrack. We love to know that stuff. So please, you know, let us know. Uh, like I said, cause it, it's always fun to know what other folks are, are really jo- enjoying off of this score as well. And if you have a favorite statement of the across the stars, uh, theme, uh, in this movie, we'd also be curious to know what you think about that. Uh, we, we, you know, yeah. which one is yours? Because uh, we've both mentioned ours in this episode. So <laughs> yeah, that's something I want to do at some point, Jason, in the near future is, is uh, pick some of our favorite, like pick our like favorite couple themes from star Wars, but specifically talk about our favorite statements of them. Oh, um, that's going to be hard yeah. to do. Well, and, and quick spoiler, my favorite statement of across the stars is actually in episode three. It's, it's the scene from the balcony um, where it's played very beautifully on a harp. Um, as yeah. you know, as they're, they're talking about settling down on Naboo, that, that's my favorite statement of their theme. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. There's so many good themes and, and they're used so many amazing places that it's so hard to pick sometimes. Uh, don't make me pick the force theme, Carl. <laughs> that's a tough one. I feel like, because it, there's so many great moments with that one. I feel like that just, I feel like to do the force theme, you just need to give a whole episode to here's all our favorite parts with the force theme. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, it's, it, you, it's, it's hard <laughs> to pick your favorite one. Cause there's just so many good ones. 
Indeed. Um, All right. Well, Carl, if people want to weigh in on any of uh, this episode or just their favorite tracks, favorite, you know, statements of Across the Stars, where can people get in contact with us? Uh, well, we are on uh, Twitter at Wampas Lair. You can also find us on Instagram at The Wampas Lair. And you can always email us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Excellent. Anything else before we close down this episode, Carl? Uh, no, just just a reminder to, you know, hopefully you'll be back with us again next week as we dive into the Attack of the Clones novel. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there, y'all. So uh, super excited to talk about the way this it, it adds so much extra meat to the bones of Attack of the Clones. Looking forward to that. And uh, with that, we're going to kick off our 20 year anniversary celebration of Attack of the Clones with episode 464 of the Wampus Lair podcast, Top Attack of the Clone Tracks. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. <laughs>